Greetings, assholes, and welcome back to The Punt. It is Wednesday, December 5th. Game week 15 is finished up, and with me in studio to talk about all the action and injuries, who else? It's Klein. Klein, how are you today? I'm doing okay, despite, uh, you know, looking at, like, my fucking team looks like Annie Oakley blasted holes in target practice through half of them. You know, I've got, like, four zeros, like, played out, so, like... I mean, other than that, it's like a really impressive score. I made some rash moves that really paid off. Yeah, 30 seconds in, and we have our first Annie Oakley reference, so good job with that. I think it's for first ever of the pod. Yeah, I'm sure it won't be the last. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, like, I don't know. Game week 15, I got really lucky on a couple big chances. Like, I'm Captain Sané after I brought him in. That was a good move by you, though. You that you texted me that, I was like, oh, Klein. It's just a little risky with the pep roulette, but with Mendy out, you know, I will we'll have City Talk, I'm sure, but it just felt good. And then it paid we'll, off for you. Right. And I brought Wilson back into my squad and he paid off as well. Back in game week fourteen I actually like looked pretty well. I picked up three clean sheets, four including Allison and uh, aside from Aguero not doing anything, you know, my midfield was pretty well, so I don't know. It's been a good couple weeks. I'm still like barely floating above the average, though. Like all, the, it just like it feels good for me, but I guess it's because I'm like barely holding on to, you know, very very small increments of uh, green arrows. Yeah, well, that's better than I'm doing. I'm like the I'm like the Jimenez of FPL. Hey, Jimenez like, has been ticking along. I'm right. Gonna, I'm don't like, worry. I got a little something in store for you with I'm like, regarding the Jimenez. Right. I'm like I'm just like. Barely staying relevant, barely keeping ahead constantly. Uh, you're, what you're saying is you're a great value pick, and you've been ticking along for weeks now. Right, I'm not a punt, but I'm I'm would probably be in the five 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 nine value range. Okay, all right. Uh, how'd your past couple game weeks go? I know we we kind of got hit hard with a you know back to back mid weekend and midweek fixtures yeah i mean let's face it we have full-time jobs you have a young child we aren't going to be able to pod every game week when there are three games a week so we're just going to get them in where we can i had a pretty good game week eight or a uh, game week 14 brought on sterling captain him that paid off and yeah really van, van dyke and all that but um it all came crashing down in game week 15 which we've we knew it was coming we knew that the fixture list was getting congested we knew that teams had a lot of players with a lot of minutes and we were going to see rotation and this week Liverpool seemed like they ran out a completely different 11 than they've been playing with Van Dyke was really the only kind of guy in that first 11 that anyone in FPL would own um you're telling me I, I'm looking at donuts on my many donuts from Liverpool in my squad this week yeah Robbo of course picked up that injury I don't know if it's like a dead leg or a hammy or what but I thought I read something that Klopp said that he was okay, so he may have just been rested today. Right, and this didn't play. This would be so like I had this philosophy. I just got hit right in the face with it that this was going to be a huge week for everybody. Uh, weekend, midweek, kind of set of games, and I totally didn't realize because it's so sandwiched between all these games that nobody was going to play. No big hitters on anyone's team. They were all going to be rotated for the rest, like Mane's foot, Robbo's, you know, whatever knock he was kind of working off yeah and <clears throat> Trent was benched too uh he did end up coming out for Gomez in like the 23rd so of course he gets he the full barely gets it yeah. played but um it makes me feel really happy because I was 
on my wild card, I decided to go with Van Dyke, and you know he was basically the only first team, at least in their defense, that that started. So that hopefully bodes well for the coming fixtures. But big miss this week was, as you mentioned, Mane and Salah. So two very premium midfielders that are highly owned, uh, right in the pine. Of course, Salah came on, thankfully, played 25 minutes and got that assist, which I don't know about you, but it saved me because this week I had Sterling captain and Salah Weist, and when I saw that Liverpool lineup after Sterling already goose-egged, I was shattered. I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't even shattered. I was just, like, threw my hands up, didn't know what to do, just was fuck off FPL, don't even want to pay attention to you. Right, if there's anyone that I actually thought probably would play this week, it was going to be Sterling. Uh, you know, of all of the heavy hitters, all the more expensive players that have been run out week in and week out, Sterling last year, and and obviously Kev, but Kev's dead, uh, proved to be the week in and week out workhorses for Pep. So I was, like, kind of scared of your captaincy, and it was just a blessing that, you know, he got rotated out, for me at least. Yeah, well, I was, you know... I knew that there was a risk. It's not like I forgot to change my captain or something like that. I looked at it and I was like, well, I'll cap Sterling because I think he has the highest upside of everyone in my team. He, every game that he's either started or he's played zero minutes, and that's huge. So you don't have to worry about that, like, 10-minute cameo to fuck it up. And I just hoped that trend would continue. So on Tuesday when he was benched and, you know, I was clenching my asshole the whole 90 minutes waiting for that to see that sub Thankfully, it never came. And I was like, all right, well, on to Vice Captain Salah, that's fine. And then when I saw Salah wasn't starting, that's when I really began to shit a brick. I did not think that he was going to get rotated. And, um, you know, Burnley went up 1-0 in that game. It wasn't like Liverpool won it handily. I know this final score was 3-1, but, uh, you know, the third goal came and you know, late in the stoppage time and all that. So yeah, I was I was watching a little bit and I was like, this is of course Burnley would would be the ones yeah. like to give them their first loss of the year. It was a real roll of the dice by Klopp, and again, having Sterling captain and Salah Weist, it was it was tough, but it, it wasn't it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Right. So you mentioned that you thought out of all the heavy hitters, you thought Sterling was like the most likely to play. I respectfully disagree with you on that because I think there's one player who is on my want list right now that the main reason I want him is because I think that over these next you know, six game weeks, he is the only premium that's guaranteed to start, and it's Harry Kane. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of like, as as odd as this sounds, it's almost like he's the dark horse that's now, you know, easily coming to light because we have people jumping off Salah, and we have people obviously jumping off Aguero. Right, and it, it's funny you call him a dark horse. I'm still looking, I'm looking at him right now, 27 and a half. 27.5% owned, and I'm sure a lot of those are like ghost ship teams from the beginning, but he's still a very highly owned player, even though it doesn't feel like he is. Right, and all the conversation and like, you know, anyone you interact with, Kane is not, until last week when Aguero was not started and he came off the bench, he was not really talk, talked of much yeah. and hasn't been for a while, and I, re- I, I think you're right about the ghost ship teams owning him from day one, and Anyone who's been owning him since day one has probably just been a sinking ship until until the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he's been he's been good the last few weeks. He's uh, hit a nice little run of form. Tottenham's fixtures really open up, and they have a, a really nice run through the holidays. And Kane is a guy that seems to just play week in and week out. 
if I am recalling correctly from last season, during the fixture pileup around Christmas time, I think he only was rested one game and he ended up coming off the bench in that game. I could be wrong about that. But if you're talking about a guy, you know, that you're looking for a reliable captain going forward, Harry Kane with this run of fixtures coming up as they're running in rounding into form. Tottenham are finally getting all their players back from injury. We saw, you know, Erickson, Deli Ali back. Uh they're we've seen the classic Erickson, Ali, Son, and then Kane up top now for two games in a row. Yeah, and it's looking kind of nice. I mean, they really stormed Southampton today. It was, you know, 3 nothing by the 60th minute. A goal from your boy, Lucas Mora, actually. A goal from my boy, Chaz Austin, that ruined my clean sheet. <laughs> my Trippier finally returns to play, and he just gets ruined. Oh, gosh, and that was right at the death, too. Real, uh, hate to see it, Klein, that your boy, Chuck Austin, would do that to you. Yeah, But yeah, I think that Spurs players are really intriguing. Even if you don't want to spend the $12.5 million on Kane, someone like Erickson, who's kind of in that, I think he's like 9-3 or something like that, he has you know been out injured, so he probably has a little bit more life in his legs than someone who's been playing for the last few months. And I think that this is kind of a team that we knew that they were going to compete for top four. They haven't been great this season. They got turned over by Arsenal in the North London Derby, but they came out strong against Southampton, and they have some good fixtures coming up. So I think that that's kind of where I'm looking right now is to get one or maybe two Spurs players in. Yeah, I agree with everything you're saying about Spurs 100%. And I love that you brought up Erickson because Erickson's on the comeback. And, I mean, they're going into these fixtures you bring up. I mean, they are looking at Leicester, Burnley, Everton, Burnmouth, Wolves, Cardiff before they play United. And then it's another five good fixtures before a Chelsea and Arsenal. And, I mean, Erickson just used Chelsea and Arsenal as his warm-up games coming back. He played, all right, game week 13, he's gone 90-90 and 78. He's got 11-5-6. and six. He's returning every week, and those are formidable teams. Uh, you know, this week was Southampton, obviously, but it just spells points. And, yeah, he's down to 9-2 right now. Another interesting – I don't know how much value is really put into this, but given the fixture pileup and the fact that we will likely see Tottenham rotate their fullbacks – in games that Trippier doesn't play, you imagine Erickson would be back on the set-piece duties too, something that we've kind of knocked oh, yeah. him on for earlier this season. So even though he's probably only going to be the primary set-piece taker every other game, it's still a nice added bonus over the next maybe you know six or so game weeks. So uh, for kind of a short- to medium-term guy, Erickson is is really nice option. If he's ticking along like the Erickson of the last two years – then he's just as valuable or more valuable as, you know, any of the city midfielders and or that aren't Sterling and, like, Eden Hazard as well. Yeah, I, that's exactly what I was going to name. If you're looking to get rid of um, Hazard, Chelsea have kind of been not great lately. They lost to Wolves today. They blew a lead. Um, he's barely putting together something week in, week in and week out. Right. I, you know, going from Hazard to Erickson, that sounds great, and you're freeing up a – a shitload of cash to maybe uh, upgrade your forwards too. So it's, right. I think uh, Erickson, Harry Kane, that's kind of my pitch for them. Absolutely. Another guy, sorry, you know, I, I don't feel like we really need to go game by game or team by team at this point because right. it's the the fixture pileup. I'm going to say pile up a hundred times this podcast. Yeah, I pile just up, realized. pile up. Yeah. But I'm looking for players now that are 
essentially going to be given opportunities either because they are able to play week in and week out or there are injuries in the squad uh, around them and they'll have opportunities to kind of fill the void. So we saw a ton of injuries between last week and this week. Just looking at my team, Danny Ings has had a hamstring issue. Arnautovic left uh, injured yesterday. Tony Martial got taken off today due to injury. We already talked about Robertson, uh, Mane with the foot. Uh, you know, the, the list goes on and on. I'm sure that there's a ton more guys that I'm not even thinking of right now. But one guy I'm really interested in, Klein, you were ahead of the curve on this one because I know you brought him in recently, but Felipe Anderson from West Ham. I think that they're going to really need some help from in the goal-scoring department with uh, Arnie out. And I think Felipe Anderson, one, he's been in form already. It's not like I'm, you know, calling him out as a punt. People are bringing him in because he's performing. But I think that as far as a... You know, an attacking midfielder goes, when Arnie drops out and he's playing uh, with more of like a poacher like Hernandez, I think that really helps him. That's his style because he likes to drive at defenders on the wing and putting crosses. And it's um, Chicharito or potentially even Andy Carroll will offer him something different than Arnautovic, who kind of likes to drop deep, get the ball, and take on the defenders himself. And uh, West Ham's fixtures, it's everyone that follows FPL knows their fixtures over the next like eight game weeks are fucking fantastic so right he's a guy at 7-1 that is really enticing to me and he's been starting pretty much he's started uh every game week this uh this fpl season so yeah. far so he's a guy that uh i think for his price at 7-1 he's one that's really catching my eye too yeah i was i think we mentioned it before but i was really pumped up on yarmolenko until the week he you know ruined his life and Felipe Anderson has done everything and more that I could want from from a replacement. It seems like West Ham are finally getting their shit together. Again, I'm not a West Ham fan, so that I only follow them as much as FPL will let me follow them. You know, they're a team that's only lost one of their last five, and that was against Manchester City, and everyone loses to Manchester City. So they've gotten, what, 13 points out of – no, that's not right. They've gotten 10 points out of a possible 15, which – based on how they started their season, is a nice little turnaround. And I think that they will really be looking to capitalize on these favorable fixtures coming up after their brutal start to the season. So I kind of like getting into West Ham's attack right now, and I think that Arnie was the obvious pick. We knew, we knew with all the fixtures in his injury history, him getting hurt was a risk. And now that it's time to get him out, because it looks like he's going to be out for a little while. He was, it's till past January. Yeah, I mean, he, it's till 2019 at least. He posted on his Instagram that he would be out for a while, which thank you, Arnautovich, for not like keeping it a mystery because we have to make decisions now. Thank you, know? you for taking the FPL website from 75%, 25% to just a straight 0% of you chance yeah. of playing. I, like, w- once I saw that Instagram post, I was like, okay, well, I don't really need to wait for the scans. I don't need to wait for the doctors. He's saying he's going to be out for a while. If a player is saying that, then he probably knows that it's it's an issue. I don't need to wait for Ben Dinnery to tell me. Right. So, with already going out, I th- I'm looking in that kind of Felipe Anderson um, for them, yeah. in that direction. Um, I'm going to throw it back to their back line. Okay. Actually, I mean, I guess not even really their back line. But you're, I mean, so a lot of people are wild carding right now. This week, last week, right before the fixture mm-hmm. pile up. Oh, and I know where you're going with this. If you want to switch your system from a one goalie system, like a Ederson or an Allison or uh, 
what's that guy's name on United who's not keeping any clean sheets oh. anymore? <laughs> um, yeah, De Real, Mad- Real Madrid's David De Gea. Yeah, God, if you still have De Gea, just you know, just quit. Right. So people, I mean, if wild card him right out of your team, if you want to get into a two keeper system, Fabianski is a great choice right now. Uh, he's not the Fabianski of Swansea's old age. He's not captain material. He has one clean sheet since game week 10. But since then, he's got 28 points. He has one clean sheet, and he's pulled in a 9, a 5, and a 6, all with no, with losing the clean sheet, like yeah. all save points. That is ridiculous. The penalty save. It's saved. insane. The penalty save today, when I saw that, I got so mad. I was just like, oh, you've got to be fucking kidding me. It's crazy. It's crazy. He's killing it. And with this next run of fixtures, there's no reason he couldn't shouldn't keep it up and add a couple clean sheets in. Yeah, absolutely. He feels far and away the best like four or five goalkeeper that there right. is. It could be like maybe like him and Pickford or something like that. You know, rotating anything. I, like I wouldn't that. even spend. I wouldn't even rotate on him for the next ten weeks. Honestly, yeah, that's a good point. You really don't need to rotate with him, um, given West Ham's fixtures. But I wouldn't even spend the five on Pickford. Pickford sucks. I would just go with another four or five. But I agree with you. I think Fabianski, I don't know how he does it. He just turned it up. This this year's the year I should have been captaining him. Yeah, the penalty save. Oh, that stuff is so random and shitty, and I hate it. Of course, my rival has Fabianski. He's been carrying him. Oh, I'm in a bad mood again. The salt runs deep. Oh, gosh. Don't, yeah. yeah, it does. All right. So, so Arnie's out. We talked replacements for West Ham attack because mm. their fixture run is incredible. Yep. Who are you? But who are you thinking about replacing Arnautovic with? Because we need someone else in the front line, and it's, there's really not a lot of other flourishing options. Well, if you have money or you're making a double swap or something, we already talked about Kane. I think again, he that's is. A, the I best. mean, who, whoa, that's a heavy upgrade. That is a heavy upgrade. Okay, so you're looking in the, the Arnie Price brackety area, or at least, I mean, I would say the maximum I would be comfortable upgrading with a, you know, a hit would be up to like Lacazette yeah. or Giroud era area. There's really no one that enticing in that price bracket. So Lacazette, we've seen him come on as a sub lately. Today. Uh, and score. I think that they're going to give that an own goal. I, Yeah, it looks like they've already changed it over to an assist, which is correct. It was a Rojo own goal. Um, yeah, in his last three games, he's only played 70 minutes. So, again, as an Arsenal fan, I don't know. They don't. Arsenal don't really have a best 11 per se. Emery really does change up the lineup based on the opponent. So it's really hard to count on the system that they're going to play and the personnel they're going to use. So, right, it's very confusing. Uh it's very uncomfortable. I'm not advocating for it. That's just like, you know, I could reach a 9 if I like had okay. to, you know what I mean? Yeah. In general, I don't think I think there's really two brackets in forwards. There's the premium bracket with like Aguero, Kane, Aubameyang, and then there's the sub 7 bracket with Wilson, Arnie, Zaha, Jimenez, Mitrovic, those types of names. So if we're sticking with the lower bracket and kind of going like for like, um, the guy that I like most out of all of the names that I just listed in that bracket is Jimenez. Uh, I think he's just been really good lately. Not Well, not really good, but just good enough. 
just good enough for the entire season. He's been just good enough. Yeah, he just chips in with a goal, what feels like a goal or assist every, like I don't know, every game week, every other game week, and he's still re- so reasonably reasonably priced at six. Wolves have been they beat Chelsea today. Before that, they had been diabolical. They had lost five of their last six. I think they only got one point out of their eighteen, out of a possible eighteen in their last six fixtures. So they have really gone off the boil since their uh, from their hot start. But somehow during that horrible stretch, Jimenez has still ticked along. He's only blanked him, um, you know, two of those six fixtures, and even had a double digit haul in one of them. So and that was versus Tottenham, right? So he's a guy that, you know, for six million. It's absolutely worth it, and if you're going from Arnie to Jimenez, you're freeing up a million, and you can use that in your midfield to, you know, potentially upgrade someone like Martial who got hurt, or um, you know, maybe take someone uh, like Mane and take him up to Sterling or something like that. You know, you have some options with that extra million. So right, and you know, they're they're away to the Magpie, they're away to Newcastle coming up. Sorry. Yeah, and the uh, other guy who I was actually thinking about okay. before. Uh, this game week was Glenn Murray. I was too. He's just like got that knock. Or... I know. Well, I, you know, he. You know that we are both big fans. He's of Just Glenn an Murray. old man. We he's, love... That's that's the thing is he's just an old man. We love Glenn Murray. He's he is so unreliable and penalty dependent. They pulled him off right after he scored. Yeah. Like today. I like... mean, if there's anyone that cannot play 90 minutes three times a week it's glenn murray you know what i mean so like th- this is probably the worst time to bring him in but it was a guy that when he scored that pen i was like oh glenn murray there i he think is again. if he plays more than 70 minutes a game they take away his like senior citizens discount yeah he, you're right because he's always getting subbed but um back to the back to the point him and as right well so i looked at both of them as well because i've got to get do something with arnautovic and the, the make or break for me is the fixtures because they both have been ticking pretty well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Jimenez, you know, with assist potential is a little more than Murray. So, Wolves have Newcastle and then Bournemouth. And then they kind of get spotty with Liverpool, Fulham, Spurs, Palace, and City. After that, it's open ocean. Uh, so, I, th- I think I'm going to actually stick to a budget-forward system for a little while and bring in Jimenez maybe and, like, stick it out through a good while. Yeah, I I agree with you, Klein. I, th- I think he's a good Brighton's pick. Brighton's fixtures are just a little worse. Yeah. basically I, all I'm saying. What about uh, your boy Mitrovic? I know you were a big fan of him at the beginning of the season. He uh, returned today with an assist and, you know, had two goals in game week 13. Fulham now under new leadership with Claudio Ranieri in there. Do you think Mitrovic might see a little uptick in, in production? Uh, I hope so. I'll be happy if he does, but he's broken my heart already, and I, it's going to take a lot for me to bring him back in. Uh, you know, I got rid of Wilson, and I still held off bringing him back in for, like, weeks and weeks of him returning against me. I just I, – I don't want to think about Mitrovic right now. Yeah, they do have a nice little bit of – Nice few fixtures coming up, but I agree. I'm not not particularly sold on him either. What I'm I'm kind of pumped about is that your boy, my boy, AK47, played the full 90 today. I did see that. Yeah. It's a full 90, first 90 since he's played in like 
five weeks, and then before that, none for the whole season. Yeah, that's just your holiday fixture stuff. If you're like hanging on to your wild card until December thirtieth, and you want to bring him in, that would be fine. But I mean, he, he can't be a serious pick right now. I if I don't know. I mean, next week will tell. I guess this weekend will tell. Yeah, I think Chicharito too. The only reason I so I'm I've thought about that too, but. Mm. They've got Carroll, they've got Chicharito, and we've even seen Antonio play up front for them before. Right. It's just it's if it's not Arnie cemented, it we're getting into the wheelhouse. That's a fair point. That's a player you would bring in, and um, you'd kind of have to take the good with the bad. He's a guy that'll just pop up and score two one game, and then he will come on for a fifteen minutes of appearance and not touch the ball. So you right. kind of have to be ready for that, and we kind of saw that. Between last week and this week, he had two goals uh, for in all three bones for 13 points against Newcastle, and then he blanked against Cardiff today. So, I would much rather have someone who either plays or doesn't, so so a sub auto sub can come on. What about uh, your punt, your boy Solomon Rondon? He's been kind of hot lately. He has been kind of hot lately. He's got what three goals in four games? That's, yeah, could be worse. Could be worse. The fixture list not too bad. Kind Long, of gets a little know. bit brutal after very, the new year. Yeah, very short term. It's fine, but is the seas are rocky. I mean, they've lurking in Liverpool, United, Chelsea, City, Spurs, all you know, with one game between two of those fixtures. Yeah, but if you're rocking, like if you have three forwards and you're counting, you know, you're rotating that third one. He's not a bad option. Um, no, and actually, I mean, thinking forward. about this like budget forward system that I'm going to run for a little while. He's he's really not a bad choice, especially he. You know who he looks like? He looks like a great Danny Ings replacement, just mm. a straight swap. Yeah, that's that's a good shout. I do like that. Yeah, that's actually that's that's really nice. Another guy that's kind of just weirdly hanging out in this price bracket is Marcus Rashford. He's only six seven. United, you know, they have a good run of games coming up. He started and played ninety day blanked, but. He was definitely involved, and he definitely had a couple shots at a goal. Yeah, I mean, Rashford's fine, but my thinking is if you're going to go for a United attacker, I would rather just have Martial. Yeah, but with his, he got taken off due to injury. I mean, we don't – it literally happened just a few hours ago, so I we have no idea what type of injury it is. But if uh, if he is out for any length of time, you know, even just a couple weeks, that – Oh, yeah, then absolutely. Rashford's a great choice. Yeah, that opens up another uh, spot in the starting lineup and – they're a pretty injury-ridden team right now. So, Although, yep. with I don't know. I mean, Lingard picked up a goal today, first of the year. I'm not, I don't know. First of the year. I'm going to cut that, but I don't know that. Well, yeah, no, it was. He, it was his first goal in 27 games. Wow. And he was yeah. he was a little wonderkin last year. So Yeah, he was the know. holiday fixture darling last season. Yeah. If, uh, right around this time of year is when he scored all of his points. If he can let that, you know, get his, prime his pump, get his motor going – there's no reason I actually wouldn't be looking at him as well. He's probably much more of a punt than Rashford, mm-hmm. and their fixtures are actually really good for a while. Right. Uh, I just don't know how, you know, how creatively attacking they're going to be with Martial out. It doesn't seem like Lukaku is doing the job, and Pogba is clearly toxic right now. Yeah. He's a, he's a virus. Right. So it's just, I mean, between, I would love to see like Rashford, Lingard, and Martial all play together. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Lingard and Rashford, there's no reason not to give one of them a chance. 
Yeah, I'm just looking at the forward list right now, and there are so many like yellow tags between Ings, Vardy, Lukaku, Arnie, Glenn Murray, Aguero. There's there's going to be some weird forward scoring points, and I think there's a lot of kind of punty options. But uh, Gabriel Jesus, no, God, <laughs> he'll no. never be in my team again. But yeah, I do like Jimenez though. Back to the original guy, I think that he is someone who's worth having in your side. I think that his points per 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 spend is worth it. All right, let's uh, let's change gears a little bit. Let's just quickly talk midfield between Liverpool and City's rotation that is wreaking havoc on a lot of people's midfields. And I don't really necessarily want to talk about people in that price bracket, but I'm looking more in kind of like the mid-price bracket. So again, Martial potentially out hurt. Um, You might be looking to upgrade that fifth midfield position so that you have some depth on the bench. Um, Who are some guys, we talked about Felipe Anderson, who are some guys in that kind of range that you're looking at over this next, you know, four or five week, four or five game week holiday sesh? So what, what are we capping it at? Are we capping it at like what do you want to say like seven five eight? Yeah, let's say eight. Let's say anything under Dilva. All right. Who's eight seven right now? Okay. Well, clearly Son then. Son obviously. Okay. He's back, and he also I think has an agreement that he's not playing in international stuff currently. Oh really? He's not going away to because that. he did the the um, Asia Cup. Mm-hmm. I think he made an agreement that he's finally gets a inter- break from international stuff. So he's probably a pretty safe and pretty dangerous uh, Spurs pick. And, you know, from what I – I know I know you asked about, like, City, Liverpool, but, you know, from, from what I gather from, like, the last couple of games, he's played higher up than Kane and has looked a little more threatening, even though Kane, Kane's obviously come away with it. Yeah, he certainly loves to get forward and have a crack at goal. He's had some good goals this season where he takes on defenders and gets the shots away. He also is a massive cheat and dives all the time and earns those penalties for Kane like he did against Arsenal. So, uh, yeah, no, he's... Do I detect some some bias there? No, no, me? No. No, I, I think, in all seriousness, I do think he's a great fantasy pick. 8-4 is like a touch pricey. Yeah. I think that... You know, if I look at, at him versus David Silva, if it was any other time of the year, I'm going to find the extra point three and get up to David Silva. But since I know that City will rotate more than Tottenham, I do kind of like Sun, at least in like kind of the short term, like you know, five or six game weeks. Right. I was also looking at like Riyad Mahrez, but that's the same point. Like, yeah. Well, he doesn't get a ton of minutes. He does get on the score sheet, but I would also just reach for the point two and get Dilva. Right. Well, if I'm looking at. You know, city guys. I think Bernardo Silva at seven five is another really great right. option. So I've talked a lot about. We know city are going to rotate. Why spend a lot of money on a guy that's going to only play every other week when you can get the least expensive guy that plays every other week? And, you uh, know, if you want to do maybe like Sterling plus Bernardo Silva, and uh, you know have that depth on your bench so that when they, neither of them play, you can uh, get at least something. Right. So we've already talked Felipe. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there's always Fraser. and He's last, a legend. La- you got to have him. We always, I don't yet. I still don't. But 
the last name on my list of uh, potentials is um, Shakiri. Oh, okay. With, I mean, just with the, with well, with the Liverpool rotation and the Liverpool injuries going on right now, it seems like either Shakiri or Milner are coming in or starting almost every game. I do like Shakiri a lot, and any game when he's on, he's a he's a he's a sharpshooter for yeah. for set pieces and corners. I mean, he's a guy that loves to take a shot, without a doubt. When he plays, it's great. He um. He's a guy that it just depends on your team setup because he is certainly going to rotate and he's a guy that's going to make those ten minute sub cameos. So you really have to have a pretty solid midfield, I think, to to be bringing him in and taking a punt on him. I don't I don't know what Mane's prognosis is, like how long he's gonna be out. I thought it was kind of more short term ish. Obviously if he's gonna be out a while, then Shakiri is looking really nice. Right. So it kind of depends on that. But um, another guy that I think is so highly owned that he just isn't popping into mind, but Richarlison. Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. I mean, he still only at seven. It's like the no. same same deal as Fraser. Like, they're already out there. Yeah, and I think he's kind of, you know, almost like Felipe Anderson in the sense that he just starts all the time and his team desperately needs his goals. It's not like City where they can just – they have the luxury of being able to rotate. They can sit Raheem Sterling and get Leroy Sané instead. Right. They, they, can, have, they, they can sit David Silva and get Bernardo or Riyad Mahrez or whatever. Their B squad is better than everyone's A squad. Right. So bringing in someone like Felipe Anderson or Richarlison, these are guys that are going to be playing for their teams because their teams need them so badly. And, and they're good picks to begin with, but – now that you're losing out that rotation for, you know, guys like Bernardo Silva, David Silva, you know, maybe going to a guy that's going to play most of the games over the next six game weeks, maybe that's there's some value in that too. Right. Uh another one that I oh, I just typed another one into my player search. Another one that's been weighing heavy on my mind has been Ramsey. Hmm. I know he's only been playing like half games and little minutes lately, but he just keeps popping up like every other week. Yeah, there's some some interesting drama in the Arsenal um, dressing room. Uh, obviously, Mesut Ozil has been out of the squad the past few games, and it's due to an alleged back injury, and there were issues. Reporters were asking Emery about it, and he was being very evasive and short with them. And I think a lot of the... Arsenal faithful are kind of worried that there's a rift between player and manager that Ozil kind of expects to start every game. He is their highest paid player. He was afforded that luxury under Wenger. And I don't think he really likes being named to the bench. And I think Emery doesn't like that attitude. And there's, they're kind of butting heads there. And that has just opened up a spot in their midfield for a player like Ramsey. Now I said it before, I'll say it again. Emery is very tactically minded. He will run out different personnel every game, despite your form, uh, based on what he thinks the opponent's weaknesses are. He loves to make a halftime sub. He loves to make early substitutions in the second half, based on what he sees. So any Arsenal attacker, I think you run the risk of them being subbed or left out. And it's not like Sterling, where if he doesn't start, he's not going to play. Like Ramsey has played, I think, most games this season when he's fit. 
So you have to be ready for those one-pointers. Yeah, he, he's come off the bench in, or started every game this season. So right, he's not and a guy that you're going to get an auto-sub for. You're Right, and it's just dangerous because, I mean, like I said, he's popping up almost every other game, but it's literally 10 to 15 minutes a game. It's like, you know, right as they war, warn, a team da- warn a team down, mm-hmm. and then he can, you know, slip in behind the defense. While we're on the topic of Arsenal, though, I need to kind of – hold my hand up and say Mia culpa because I had been kind of shitting on Aubameyang as a an FPL asset over the past few weeks and of course he pops up and uh, scores three goals in two games between game week 13 and 14 he had that brace and an assist in the North London Derby plus of course getting all three bonus points so he's also the first striker in the Premier League to 10 goals leading the golden boot race um, I'm going to stand by my statement he does not look good on the left. When Lacazette came on today and Aubameyang was pushed out wide, he was invisible. He was more visible. He was like back making tackles more than right. he was in the opponent's box. He did have that one nice shot or that one effort that De Gea saved from outside the box. He had like a curler towards the far post. But he he has now started, what, two or three games in a row at the center forward position with Lacazette on the bench. And that's enticing the flip side of that is that he started three games in a row at the center forward position, whereas Lacazette has been coming off the bench. So given how many fixtures there are coming up, will we see Lacazette start and let Aubameyang get a rest? It's just a risky pick. But he's a, he's good. He scores goals. That's what he does. He's been doing it his whole career. So we have Aguero and we have Arnie out. Mm-hmm. What's the argument for having both Lacazette and uh, Aubameyang. Aubameyang? I mean, one of them's going to play. Both of them usually are going to play every game, just you know, inverse minutes. It's it's not a bad it's not a bad strategy. The problem is, I think it's tough for a lot of teams to just free up that money. Do you know what I mean? I mean, they're both pretty expensive. Um, Aubameyang is eleven two. And um, Lacazette is what nine six. So you're looking at like twenty million, twenty point five million to have yeah, both of them. It's almost a straight swap for Aguero, but it would be a heavy, a heavy upgrade for Arnie. Yeah, I just think that I'd rather have Kane than both of them. Yeah. So you know, if you want to talk about like Kane Lacazette, maybe that's not unreasonable. But it's kind of a it's kind of a weird strategy. It might pay off, but. It also might not. I, I don't know. I don't know what the how to respond to that. <laughs> You've put my brain in a pretzel. No, I, I'm I'm with you on Aubameyang. I mean, he's he's the first striker to ten goals, but he only has ten shots on target, right? Ten or twelve, or some some incredibly high ratio of shot conversion. Well, I know. Yeah, he does have a very high conversion rate. I know he had two. Sh- Shots on target that were saved today, so he's definitely not ten for ten. It's so it's making it's becoming more realistic, but it just seems like it's all luck, right? You know, until well, I mean, that's what a good finisher does: is he finishes, and that's what he his mo his whole career has been that he's a clinical finisher. He doesn't really do much for hold up play. Um, he's not very good on the ball. I fi- I see him getting dispossessed and playing loose passes, but just 
if you send him through on goal and he can sprint onto a ball, he's great. If you give an opportunity in front of goal, he like he had that great goal in the North London Derby where he just swept home that Ramsey pass first time, and it was just, you know, Loris rooted to the spot. It was a great finish. He's a finisher. That's what he does. I think my biggest issue with having Aubameyang and Lacazette is are you captaining either of them? Do you know what I mean? This comes back to the right. whole conversation that we have all, a lot about is it worth it spending $11 million on a guy that you probably can't feel comfortable captaining? And then you're spending eleven and nine six on a on two guys that you probably aren't comfortable captaining. So right. it's it's more of a just the way the game is set up. I agree with you. I think Arsenal have been scoring goals this season. Their fixtures are nice. The two of them, if you look at their if you look at them over six game weeks instead of just one, they're great picks. But that week to week thing, which is you know when you're deciding your captains are man, that matters. It kind of dents their uh, value a little bit. And again, I think Kane is is the better pick of of them. I feel you. All right, Clint. We've done a lot of bullshitting. I know you've probably already made like four transfers since the game week ended two minutes ago. Why don't you tell the listeners what? What you are doing or what you have done already? In surprising fashion, I kind of take my time on these transfers between the very short weeks. Uh, you know, I'm quick to pull the trigger when it's I've got five days, but for some reason I've, I've been taking a longer time in analyzing this. But I've got to do something with Arnautovic. He seems like the only one that definitely can't play in my squad, even Mm -hmm. though I have a ton of holes from people getting rested. It's not that they can't play. It's just that they're dealing with minor things, except for him. So I am planning on getting him out. And we made our arguments for Murray or Jimenez earlier. And I just, I've got to give it to Jimmy. Jimmy Nez is coming into my squad. (laughs) Jimmy Nez. Jimmy Nez, and he's going to bring a million from the bank with him. Maybe I can, you know, use that down the line. I haven't really even – usually I have like a five-step plan for that money too, and I haven't even thought of it yet. But, yeah, Jimmy Nez, come on down. Keep ticking. You know what? He's probably just going to be cursed now and blank for days. Yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Klein is bringing Jimenez in, so get him out of your sell, team. Sell, sell, sell. No, I think that that's a solid pick, and I thought about doing the exact same thing in my squad because I also have Arnautovic. And... Until I said I was doing it. No, 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 no. I I told you off mic that I'm taking a hit this week, so I rolled my transfer from right. last week. Let's hear it. I have two frees, uh, and I need to make some changes to the squad. Uh, Arnie is a huge problem. Tony Martial, I think I might wait a day or two just to see what the news is on him because I can't really afford – to spend a transfer on a guy that is playing right now because I also have Danny Ings. Right, and if he just and misses Robertson. this coming weekend because it's such short term, their fixtures are justify it. Yeah. Their long term, you know, next eight week fixtures justify holding on to him and letting him have a rest. Right. But for the sake of content, I'm going to act like Martial is out for four to six weeks. And my three transfer four point hit is going to see Arnautovic, Anthony Martial, and Mo Salah leave my team. Oh, shit. 
Yeah, let me just take a little sidebar on Salah. You have Sterling and Salah, and you're thinking about selling Salah. I have to get rid of Salah. You have to get rid of him. He's just not worth the money. He's not worth the money. I've I've stuck by him pretty much this entire season. I had him out on my team when he scored like a big number of points, then I brought him back in, and he's, he's been fine. He hasn't been great. He hasn't been bad. He's been fine. If he was... 10 million he'd be great but at 13 million it's so hard to just deal with you know like six points a a game week basically because you're you can get that from guys that are less expensive you can get that from jimmy and i think just liverpool in general haven't scored as many goals this season as they have last season they seem to be more pragmatic like it's the value is in their defense this season, right? Right. Their attackers are priced based on their performance last season, and we're not seeing them kind of meet that par. So I'm getting a like just from a value standpoint, Salah is not as good a value as he was last season. And he, in fairness, he probably never was going to be, but I'm finally now realizing that and I'm cutting ties with him. Okay. So Arnie, Martial, Salah out. I'm bringing in Kane. Big Daddy Kane, I need him. I need him in my squad right now. I need a captain. After this week, I, when I saw that Salah was bench, I was like, fuck, I need a, I need a captain for the holiday season. It's got to be Harry Kane. You need a pimp to pimp Kane, pimp Daddy Kane to just take you in from the storm and protect you over the winter holiday. Uh, yeah, I need him. Pimp me, Daddy. <laughs> uh, and then... <laughs> I'm going to be bringing a guy that I've had for most of the season. I probably should have never gotten rid of him, uh, Richarlison. He just scores at will, it seems. And then I'm bringing in your boy, Felipe Anderson. I was going to ask if you're bringing in Philip. Yep. So that'll round out. I'll have essentially the big boy, Raheem, uh, in the midfield. Harry Kane up top. Those will be my, my captain options, and then I'll... Just have a bunch of mid-priced guys the rest of the way through, and I think Richarlison and Anderson are are uh, are good value right now. So, does you know Raheem picking up that donut kind of scare you on keeping him though? Well, no, because now this is the what third game this season that he has started and stayed on the bench. So that's a trend that I like. Gotcha. And I can also like I can say with confidence that he is going to start next game, right? You know, Chelsea away, that's a big game for City. Right. Probably not going to captain him. Well, actually, well, we'll save that for the captain's segment. But um, I'll essentially assume that he's starting every other game uh, until until proven otherwise. And if he doesn't start, then I'll have my vice captain on Kane, and that'll be that. Set so, and forget. That's what I'm looking at right now. But uh, if Martial is, is going to be okay, then I might have to adjust that a little bit. I might just do a, a two for a minus four and go solid to Richarlison and uh, Arnie to Kane. Does um, Salah to Felipe not? Um, I like Richarlison more than Anderson. I'm just thinking fixtures. I like I like Anderson's fixtures, but I like that Richarlison is playing forward. Yeah, yeah, I like uh, I like Anderson's fixtures too, but uh, Richarlison has just done it for longer. Uh, he's been in the Premier League and has been good, so. Just maybe I'm being complacent there and, and going with the known quantity, but oh God! Speaking of valid point, Tosin played forward today, yeah. and Charleston came out on the wing. 
and still returned, I believe. Yeah, he scored. Yeah, so. But just, you know, that's always been one of our hammer-at-home arguments for Richarlison. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, uh, let's move on then, Klein. Who are yeah. you captaining this week? All right. So what I've done with my team has left me actually with a very interesting um, situation. I, I really don't have a lot of comfortable captaincy options. Mm-hmm. It might just end up being a fixture home you know home against a shitty team kind of roulette for a while i've got sane mane and felipe and richarlison as my like kind of middle ground forwards uh, you know sane is like almost at premium level but he's not reliable at all right uh hazard is you know probably someone that i will hold on to and uh, probably be like the most viable captaincy choice, but they've got um, home city, so I really don't know about that. I do. I mean, city's defense have been leaking, and it's been helping me with everyone who's got city D. But oh, don't get me started. Ever since you, I mean, never mind. Yeah, I know. I know. All right. So you know, Hazard might be actually a pretty good choice this week, only because City's been a little leaky. But I don't count on like Alonso to help out with that. It's kind of just going to even out my Chelsea points, really. And then, I mean, I'll have Jimmy. He's going to come in, but I really don't have a great captaincy choice. Okay. I'm 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 going to turn to you. What do you think? I've got Richarlison home to Watford. Felipe home. to to Palace. And then Mane with Bournemouth if he plays. And then Chelsea and Hazard play each other. I mean, um, sorry. Sane and Hazard play each other. My forwards are going to be Wilson and Jimenez. Like, I'm not really comfortable captaining any of my forwards. No. Um. Oh, gosh, that is tough. Right. My initial thought. Uh, it's tough because you just don't know if Sané is starting. If you knew Sané was you starting, I would just You know what my say, initial thought is now? Go on. I'm taking a million home bringing in Jimmy. Okay. Why don't I just turn Hazard into Sterling and captain him? There you go. Because I, he's on your team? <laughs> no, I mean, you can definitely take your minus four to, to do that. Yeah, I know. That's the only that's the only hard part. Do you, you don't have three City players already? I only have Sané. Oh, wow. Okay. I got rid of Ederson for Allison, which has worked out. And then after Mendy got injured, you know, I haven't had a city defender. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I like that, um, which is a nice segue into my captain. Um, yeah. I think I'm just going to keep the armband on, on Sterling. That's a good choice. I'm, they're going to – I mean, they rack it up every every week. They leak a little bit, but, you know, they'll score two or three at least at yeah, Stanford. I'm just not particularly afraid of Chelsea. Uh, I think that City – you know, Chelsea's a good squad, definitely. They're going to probably finish in the top four. But I think City are just head and shoulders above everyone in the Premier League, and I don't see any reason – you know, this feels like a game that they will win three to one, and Sterling will have a goal and an assist, you know. So I'm not – I'm not going to get scared away by the fixture. Uh, I think Sterling is, you know, nailed on to start this this week. Kane away Leicester is also very enticing. Um, although I have a f- kind of a bad feeling about it that on the road against Leicester is a decent team. Just coming off a nice win against Southampton. They may I, not have Vardy. Yeah, I can just see... T- 
Tottenham kind of a little sluggish this week, which I don't have any numbers to back that up. That's just a little gut feeling for you. So uh, I'm leaning no, towards I'm, Sterling I, over Kane. I think that if you have an Arsenal attacker, that's who you want to be captaining this week. Like if you have Aubameyang, I'm captaining Aubameyang this week. Um, they're playing home against uh, <clears throat> Huddersfield, who are a disaster. Even so. after we just talked about how they're not captainable material. Yeah, actually, you're right. He but did, if you're he, stuck with him, he did just start you know, the last two. If you're stuck with him, yeah. Well, and you know he's probably going to get even if he doesn't start he's probably going to get 30 minutes and 30 minutes against tired Huddersfield legs might not be so bad i don't know i guess you're right it is kind of right well i mean also like you know speaking of just captaincy options in general uh richarlison with watford is not an awful option no i was just about to go back to that that's he's really a good option i would say jimmy at newcastle is not an awful option that is I'm, I definitely would captain Richarlison over Jimenez. Right. No, yeah, I'm just like... I'd captain a lot of people over Jimenez this week. I mean, I'm just not... I'm I'm trying to bring this to the people, not just my team, you know? Not just your team. If you don't have a better captain option than Jimenez away, then your team is probably not very good. <laughs> There's got to be someone. And, well, yeah, any city attacker away to any team is just as good as like another attacker at home to a bad team. Yeah, in Liverpool attack against Bournemouth, I feel totally comfortable captaining them. Felipe even at, at Palace is I wouldn't feel awful. I wouldn't feel like great. I wouldn't feel great. They're home actually, which makes me feel a little bit better home against Palace, but yeah, I think uh I think I'm going to be going with Sterling. All right. All right. Klein, why don't you update the listeners on the punt table? All right. So we skipped a week and chose some punts off pod uh, last week and this week. We just rolled them together. Uh, Sloth, you went with Hung Man's son, who picked the, up on us. The well-hung man's son. The well, well-hung well man's son. Swinging that dick around. Yeah, he swung it pretty good over the last two weeks. That's right. He picked up a goal one week and assist this week, so he's looking at a total of 13 over the last two weeks. Son. And my boy Rondon, uh, you know, failed me over the weekend. But, you know, just over the last couple of days, this game week, midweek, he bagged a goal and got me a total of 11 over the last two weeks. The Venezuelan Christian Ronaldo, yeah, as I like to call him. Uh, so you are looking at 58, and I'm at 52. Oh, nipping at my heels, Klein. If only the uncle were here to see me now. Barely hanging on. Yeah, I'm barely hanging on. No, I'm barely I, hanging on. You're. I'm putting up a good fight. Yeah, I know. I'm There's still a lot of season left. Finally there. Well, who are you punting on this week? All right, this is getting real risky. Okay. Uh, I'm putting on a man in form. He's been doing it over the last three weeks. He kind of quieted down this week. But the team's under new leadership now. And this guy's gonna flex he's at 0.6 percent <laughs> oh yeah he's 5-1 i'm looking at Stuart armstrong <laughs> uh? Uh? Who? He, uh he bagged a couple goals versus fulham and one versus man united 
He was a little calm for Tottenham. Stu Armstrong. Yeah. But we got Cardiff away coming up. I I think he can do it again. Stu Armstrong. I mean, literally, it's the oh first time. God. Three weeks ago was the first time I ever heard his name in my this entire life. This is the life. first time I've heard his name in my entire life. <laughs> oh, gosh. Stuart Armstrong. All right. Hell yeah, Klein. I love that. That's real. A, that's real a, punty. That's a hell of a punt. If it was versus anyone that seemed formidable, I would rule him out immediately. I would have I would have sat here all night would have never guessed Stuart Armstrong. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, who are you going to punt on? Uh, I, I thought mine was like an actual punt, too, but it pales in comparison to Stuart Armstrong. Um, I'm punting. I'm This week, I'm just taking a complete homer pick. Um, he missed out last week due to suspension. He is home versus Huddersfield, this upcoming fixture. I think Granite Xhaka. Uh, there's really no reason why I would pick a more deep-lying playmaker. I just have a feeling Arsenal are going to turn Huddersfield over. He's definitely going to play. He uh, is going to be on pretty much all of their set pieces, I think, especially with Ozil out. We know that he loves a direct free kick. I can see him putting a, bomb, a ball on a bombing angle like that's foot, you know, in past the defense through on goal. Uh, I'm just going to take a little homer flyer here on Granite Xhaka, and you picking Stuart Armstrong makes me feel even better about my punt. So I'm going with Xhaka, the Xhaka boom. Boom, Xhaka Laka. All right, so let's get to everyone's favorite segment that we blatantly ripped off from another podcast. It's the Who's Back of the Week. Klein, who's back for you this week? Who's Back for me is a little bit of a generic call, but it's something that has riddled my team this week and yours and just about every FPL manager who's following the the template for most of their big-name players, and it's the holiday cluster. (sighs) The cluster of fixtures is just kind of you know, ruined my team this week and it makes you want to smash a wild card. But what I keep trying to tell myself and I hope, you know, get the point across to other people is this is going to happen to every team. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who you're bringing in. It doesn't matter how many minutes they've played. The rotation is going to happen right now with a lot of, other competition fixtures and just Premier League competition fixtures all being jumbled together, nobody is safe. So you really just have to weather weather the storm, deal with the zeros. I was fortunate to find myself like with the score in the 50s this week, and I had like three zeros at mm. least that played that were, were not getting auto-subbed. So it's just all about keeping the pace and trusting that you've got a good team you know you have a good team and not freaking out when you know all this stuff happens but the 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 holiday cluster's here and it hit hard this weekend you know if you weren't going to pick that as your who's back i sure as hell was going to it just really drives home the point of how important the bench players are and how important picking your captain correctly is right i'm so fortunate that i had bennett and Juan Basaka on my bench. And Leroy Sané with the armband. Right, Leroy Sané. That was a major luck thing. But, like, how we stressed, uh, you know, all picking our teams at the beginning of the season. This is why we pick bench players and sacrifice not having four or five premiums. Mm -hmm. We have people that are going to tick along, survive with the Ryan Frazier's. Thank God people like that exist. And then 
thank you, Juan Basaka and Bennett, for giving me three points this week instead of a bunch of donuts. There you go. Who's back? Who's it's back? The holiday rotation. Yeah. What's your word? Is it cluster? Is that the word? No, pile, pile up. Is the pile up. The pile Which, up. As soon as I said that, I stopped using it because I was getting self-conscious. Cause I well, I'm, I was going to try to say it as many times as possible. I, I think I use it four times in 60 seconds. Do I think we have an episode title. <laughs> who's back for you this week? Uh, my who's back this week is the Dubious Goals Committee. Um, I came up with that. A f- I love that. Com- I love it. We talked about this last year one time. Isn't that the most like English name for committee there? Could Is it be real? The, the dubious, yeah, the dubious goals committee. They literally meet. You haven't heard the answer say, "Oh, that's one for the dubious goals committee." It's a shame because I thought of this before we potted, and now that I'm looking at F- the FPL website, I think that they've already decided the goal that was going to go to the dubious goals committee so this might not actually be applicable but maybe the dubious goals committee has already met and decided that, that could be it would have been a quick verdict um but yeah in today's arsenal game arsenal's second goal saw lacazette through on goal and rojo came back in and made a sliding tackle and it was kind of difficult to see whether or not lacazette got the last touch or rojo knocked it into his own net um they did award the goal as an own goal to Rojo and Lacazette assist. So my who's back is not really back, <laughs> but whatever. The dubious goals committee is back on the pod. Dubious goals committee. I love the dubious goals committee. Do, I don't think dubious is a word in American dictionaries. I think it's a completely <laughs> I, British thing. I think it is, but <laughs> uh, there's no way. I've never heard that word. Definitely, definitely not. No, of course. Of course not. I mean, I could just be some slack-jawed mouth breather <laughs> that doesn't know, you know. Well, you're certainly that, but. <laughs> All right. Okay. That'll do it for this week. Ooh, the table's already updated. Um, do we have any handsome 11 business? Um, I don't. I haven't found any handsome men. We brought in Felipe. Uh, you know, he's been actually been helping us out a lot. Yeah, he's been We good. brought him in off pod. But other than that, uh, we're pretty solid. If you have any suggestions, uh, you can get at us at the Punt Pod, and I am at FPL Sauce. I am at FPL Sloth, and we have an email at thepuntfpl at gmail dot com. All right, that'll do it for this week. We'll see you all next time. All right, see ya. <laughs>